to pay no tax on a Roth IRA conversion. Hey everyone, Adam Bergman here, tax attorney and founder of IRA Financial. And on today's Adam Talks, a really, really cool Roth tax conversion strategy that will let you do a Roth conversion and not pay any tax on that conversion, or at least for most of the conversion. Yeah, I'm going to tell you how to do it right here on today's podcast. So buckle up. It is going to be a fun podcast. Um, the big thing with Roth conversions is obviously the tax that's due on the conversion. So what is a Roth IRA conversion? Roth IRA conversion means you take a pre-tax IRA and then you convert it to Roth. And why would you want to do that? Well, once you're in a Roth IRA, so long as the Roth has been open at least five years and you're over the age of 59 and a half, then all the Roth IRA distributions are tax-free. Whereas if you kept the money in a pre-tax IRA, once you hit, hit 59 and a half and you want to take a distribution from your IRA, you got to pay ordinary income tax on what you pull out. So the Roth conversion lets you pay ordinary income tax today and then get the tax-free growth and shelter all that future growth from tax. Plus, Roth IRAs do not have required minimum distributions. Therefore, when you hit 73, you don't have to pull anything up. But if you want to pull things out, you could. You just take it out tax-free. If you pass away with a Roth IRA, the account goes to your spouse, and then he or she can pull money out tax-free or not because they won't have any RMDs either because it will be in their name, the Roth IRA. And then when they pass, or if you just leave your Roth IRA to non-spouses, like a child, they would have 10 years to pull those funds out tax-free. So you're basically giving them a nice, very nice, hopefully generous tax-free legacy where they can pull the Roth funds out over 10 years and not pay tax on those funds. So really, really nice legacy that you can leave to your family. So the big issue with the Roth conversion, why it's not done more consistently is the tax, right? If you have an asset worth $100,000 in a pre-tax IRA or pre-tax 401k and want to convert to Roth, you have to pay ordinary income tax based off your tax bracket. So let's say it's $100,000 you want to convert. That gets added to all your other income on your 1040, whether it's W-2 or 1099 income, and then that determines your tax rate, right? So the idea is that, hey, you generally want to do Roth conversions when you are in a low tax rate environment, right? Um, you don't want to probably convert at 37% income. Um, but if you're at the 10 or 12 or 22%, maybe more interesting. Also, if you have losses, right? So you have net operating losses or real estate losses that can offset a lot of tax due. Let, let's say, for example, you made 200,000 bucks. So you, you're in the 32% tax bracket. Well, actually, no, let's, sorry. If you're married, filed jointly and you make 200, you're in the 24% tax bracket. Okay. And let's say you had $50,000 of business losses from another year, right? Now you're paying only tax on 150. So maybe you want to do a $50,000 conversion, get that money back up, and it basically eats up some of the conversion. Or you are in a lower tax bracket than usual. You just had an off year. You're in the commission business, real estate, uh, mortgage broker. You just had a tough year. And you usually make 200. Now you're you're making, um, you know, 85 this year, and you went from 24 to 12 percent. 
uh, maybe you have some room in that bucket to go up, right? The 24% tax bracket goes from 190 to 364. So there's room in there that you can take more income in and pay the same 24% tax. Whereas if you go above 364, you're going from 24 to 32. So you want to play with these buckets. However, while you're listening or watching this podcast, it's because I'm going to give you a way that you can pretty much zero out most conversions. Now, if you convert a million bucks or two million bucks, this strategy may not work for all of it. But the way the strategy works is it takes advantage of oil and gas, huge tax deductions. So the play is this. Let's say I have $100,000 from pre-tax to Roth. You want to convert it. And let's say your tax bracket is 24%. So it's about a $24,000 tax. What you do is you then invest that amount, 24, 30, around that amount of money into an oil and gas type investment. And again, I'm not selling oil and gas investments. You, there's plenty of places you can find these, whether it's through a registered investment advisor or just somewhere online. There's a lot of really good oil and gas uh, master limited partnerships that I've actually invested in. Uh, whether they're through in Texas, North Dakota, Oklahoma, these are you know regulated partnerships. The beauty of oil and gas partnerships is they have huge, huge deductions initially in the first two years for intangible drilling costs, right? And that could be about 180% of the initial capital investment. You can get a deduction and then 80% payback tax-free. So let's say you want to convert $100,000 and it's a $25,000 tax. You may be able to invest in this master limited partnership, get a huge deduction of 180% of that amount um, and offset the amount you're paying in tax. So again, example, $100,000, say it's a $24,000 tax. And now you invest $50,000 in a oil and gas deduction. You may be able to get more than that 50K back initial capital investment and a deduction through payback and then um, you know 80% distributed through tax-free uh, earnings. So you're going to be able to get a chunk of that initial investment, get an immediate deduction for it. So even if you're able to get 20 for half of it back in as immediate deduction, where it's usually higher than that, I've seen anywhere from 40 to 50% in the initial year and then 80% over the first couple of years. So if you take that $50,000 and you get half of it or even 40% back, right? You're going to get about 20,000, 22,000 back as a deduction. The tax on your ordinary income is 25,000 or so based off our example. So you've taken $25,000 of tax that you're going to have to pay on a Roth conversion and you invested a percentage of money, of personal money. You don't want to do the oil and gas investment in an IRA. You want to do it with personal funds. Why? Because you want to, you need that deduction, right? If you invest in oil and gas through an IRA, you don't get a deduction. So it's basically doing the Roth conversion, using a retirement account to do the conversion, of course. It's subject to ordinary income tax. And then doing the math, making sure you're investing enough in an oil and gas investment to generate an immediate deduction through intangible drilling cost amortization, which is generally you know, 40 to 50% of the cost uh, of the investment. So if you put 50 in, you may be able to get 20 to 25,000 in deductions which meshes and will eat up the tax you owe on a conversion. Now, if you want to convert a million dollars, obviously you need to invest more in the oil and gas. But assuming the average conversion you know, is 100 or so thousand, um, this oil and gas investment, you're not going to need to put in $100,000. You may be able to do it with 50 or 40K and eat most of those 
um, ordinary income tax from the conversion and eat it up with deductions from the oil and gas. So oil and gas is a really, really tax advantageous investment, not in a retirement account, but using personal funds. And yeah, you know, I'm a big retirement guy, obviously, but I'm also an honest straight shooter. I'm going to tell you, you don't want to do oil and gas investments generally through an IRA. Number one, you don't get deductions in an IRA. Number two, it'll trigger UBIT. If you can structure the investment where you're getting a stream, a royalty stream and not having a interest in a partnership, an undivided interest in a partnership, the royalty stream would not trigger the UBIT. So there are royalty stream oil and gas deals that are very beneficial for retirement accounts. But for purposes of today's podcast, where we need to generate lots of deductions to eat up the tax on the Roth conversion, an oil and gas investment is super, super helpful because it has such enormous immediate tax deductions in the first year, will, which will do wonders to eat up any ordinary income tax on a Roth conversion. So you just got to kind of play with the numbers. Obviously, from a Roth conversion, you know your tax bracket. So you know kind of what the tax you're going to play, pay. And then you just got to kind of talk to an advisor or someone who's going to work with you to help you get into an oil and gas investment and just kind of understand how much immediate tax deductions you'll get. It's not always guaranteed, but you generally know from a percentage standpoint, anyone that has a lot of experience doing oil and gas deals, they'll know pretty much what that initial deduction is going to be in that first year. And that hopefully meshes up and will allow you to eat up any of the ordinary income tax from that Roth conversion. So that's a great strategy. Again, I'm just a nice guy. I'm giving you this stuff for free. Yeah, I don't sell oil and gas investments. I make no money on Roth conversions. Whether you do it at Fidelity or IRA Financial, we don't charge for Roth conversions. So um, it's just a really cool strategy that I've been thinking about talking to some oil and gas folks about. Um, this was done back in like 2009, 2010, 11. Um, after the financial crisis, um, there were lots of uh, like real estate credit deals out there where they were giving people like accelerated uh, depreciation if you invested in certain opportunity zones. There were a lot going in uh, in Louisiana after Katrina. And there were these amazing deals where you got huge credits um, and deductions, which obviously were great because they would eat up any of the Roth conversion uh, income that was due. Um, and it just worked really well. It's always hard to find deals that will give you large immediate deductions. Uh, oil and gas is probably the best one. Um, and also probably the safest. And obviously from a tax standpoint, if you do it with personal funds, it's also tax advantageous because there's a lot of returns that are a return of investment and they're not tax deductible and they're not taxable. So you get immediate tax deductions and you get a, a return of your investment, return of capital, that's also not taxable. So I've invested in MLPs for, I don't know, probably 12, 13 years not using a retirement account. It's probably the only investment I tell people do not use an IRA or 401k, use personal funds. I'm super bullish, obviously, on doing stuff in an IRA or 401k just because of all the tax advantages of deferral, compound returns, tax-free growth. Oil and gas is the one that I say, just do it personal, get the deduction, the immediate deductions in the first couple of years, which are quite large and significant, and then return of capital, which is, generally tax-free, when you add all that together, plus you get hopefully a really good return on your investment over a five-year period or so in an oil and gas deal to home run, okay? And then you, when you couple it with the idea that you can use the oil and gas investment strategy to shelter gains or ordinary income, I should say, from the Roth conversion to freaking home run, right? You eat up the tax on the conversion, you get more money in a Roth, which so long as you can wait your 59 and a half and the Roth's been open five years, 
you're living life really well, tax-free. And then you're hopefully doing a really good oil and gas investment, getting large deductions for not just the first year, but probably the second, third year, also getting return of capital, and then hopefully getting really strong returns um, from the uh, oil and gas investment. So that's the podcast. It's free. I just gave you an unbelievable tax strategy. Hopefully you talk to your accountant or your financial advisor, you know, kind of flush it out, see if it works for you. But um, I've seen it work. It's really cool. Um, and it's a great way to do Roth conversions and, and limit, uh, hopefully um, erase, but at least greatly uh, reduce the amount of ordinary income tax you would pay on the Roth conversion. That's it. Another ad hoc podcast. Um, hope you guys enjoyed it. This was a fun one. Kind of sprinkle some, some good stuff in here. Hope you've been enjoying the podcast um, over the last couple of weeks. Uh, I think they've been pretty good. Um, if you guys have podcast ideas, obviously just leave a comment, question. You can also email us info at our financial um, or just hit us up on social media. Really appreciate all support, um, all the feedback. You guys are awesome. That's it. Take care. Have a great day. And I will uh, talk to everyone again next week. Ciao.